0: This is Crafting the Short Story with your host, author and editor, Darren Todd of DarrenTodd.net. Now, let's explore the agony and the ecstasy, the magic and the mechanics of short fiction. Hello and welcome to episode 16. This week I'm going to be covering writing applications. What i found works best for short fiction. For me, writing apps need to do more than just contain writing. There needs to be an element of organizing, brainstorming ideas, plotting, etc. And I don't know if I've met one that was a be-all, end-all app that does everything. So it usually means that I'm working with more than one app on more than one platform. But let's start with the actual word processing. To be honest, I've not used Word outside of peer review using track changes or pasting into Word in order to format for printing or sending off for publication. So essentially as my logistical tool, and that's about it. I don't know that I've actually creatively written in Word for probably six to eight years. I probably even would have stopped before that because I suffered... From too many lost files, uh, the autosave is supposed to, you know, you could even set the autosave, etc. But all that I found rather esoteric and wasn't even sure where is it saving it and how often and all this sort of thing. And, and it, it's a stable program, so it wasn't so much crashing as it was just while I'm writing. Maybe you're getting into the into the thick of it. And you know the power goes out, or you leave a file somewhere, or I, there's there's been so many reasons why I've lost work in Word, and many of them might have been operator error. I mean, I completely admit that I don't know that Word worked for me or I worked for Word. In other words, there there I'm sure there are people out there who can get a lot more out of it than I did, but I've never been a big fan. Uh, another reason is. For not using the linear word processing programs so I'm not just picking on word here but um, so many of them work exactly the same way and people say oh have you tried LibreOffice or OpenOffice or something it's all the same to me even Google Docs to an extent is very linear and with short fiction it may not be as big of a deal but can be but certainly with longer fiction I I don't like my start to finish being on the same screen you know that's It does extend the time for autosaves, for one thing, and how long it takes to open and see everything and mark everything up, etc. Now, I'm also primarily on a Mac, and Word for Macintosh, in my opinion, has never been as good as it is for for PCs. That sort of makes sense. But uh, nor have I thought, oh, I need to go with Pages, that's it. No, I still most certainly am happy to have gone away from linear word processing programs. Because, ideally, I look for several things. And I think it's a good idea for any writer to really consider this in their work. You want something that saves in real time or almost real time. By that same token, however, you want to make sure that whatever you have doesn't crash often, too. I remember seeing one that was that saved almost in real time, but it was unstable and crashed. So, while, sure, when I brought it back up, it was probably on the word I left on, but nor did I want something that's going to crash whenever it wants to as well. Another big thing is the ability to have more than one file open at a time. And I use file kind of generically. Let's say, let's let's take it back to short stories specifically, so and say that the ability to have more than one short story open at the same time. And even some... I think new versions of Word and Pages and such have sort of a notebook option now where you can have multiple things open on different tabs, but eh, so many things do that much more organically. I I feel, again, that that all the more reason to to be away from a a, uh, a linear style word processing program. Also ideally, something that can be accessed easily, and in my case, cross-platform so on more than one operating system, Mac and PC, maybe even Linux, and ideally be able to, to access it from pretty much anywhere. Uh, that's not to say that for a program to really appeal to me that I would have to be able to access it from a Kinko's or something, but perhaps in time that would matter. Right now, I don't happen to go and do a lot of writing at Kinko's, but who knows, I may get to a place where I'm doing writing at the library on their computers and want some sort of easily installable client-side version or server-side version of a writing application and and yet immediately be able to access uh, my current projects. Now That's asking a lot but I don't think that necessarily ties you to something that's server-side automatically such as Google Docs or the like. Uh, it could also mean Coupling client-side applications with third-party cloud storage. So to give an example of what I mean for that, I'll go on to the first one that really works for me, as far as writing goes, is Scrivener. And anyone listening to this who's not heard of Scrivener, at the very least, go get a trial, see what you've been missing. Um, But nor do I want to spend several minutes talking In depth about why I also love Scrivener. In other words, you're going to find nothing but praise for it, so uh, I don't need to sit here and praise it further. But it's uh, relatively affordable. Actually, it was just recently on sale. I wish I had been able to get this podcast out while it was still, I believe, half price. But it's also, uh, there's a discount uh, for NaNoWriMo um, and things like that as well. So it's often on sale in some form or fashion, but it is cross-platform the Windows version isn't quite as robust or, I don't know, I I like the Mac version just a little bit more, but they're getting closer and closer. Uh, and they do store their files in a slightly different fashion. So uh, what I do is I, I store all my files on Dropbox. So Dropbox, third-party cloud-based storage, free uh, to a certain extent, and when we're talking about... Um, text documents. Believe me, you you could write the Bible several times over and still not even put a dent in what your free cloud storage is um, in terms of Dropbox. But like I said, they do store things just a little differently, so I've had almost no problems with this model. Uh, But writing cross-platform, there does seem to be one or two files for whatever reason, and it could be what it was first made on, that don't like to work on the PC um, uh, and work on the Mac, and maybe some of that are vice versa. I can't remember whether there are things that work on, as work fine on Scrivener Windows that don't work on Scrivener Mac. I, I'm not remembering, but there are one or two issues that I've had, but these are relegated to being able to open them or not, not losing work. It's never that. It just might be that I get somewhere and I, and I discover, oh, man, you know, this... This thing I was working on in Scrivener Mac now is not opening up for Scrivener PC for some reason. And I think that I've had that happen a couple of times. And that's about it over the life of Scrivener for Windows, which came out later than Scrivener for Mac. Um, And yet I bought the first iteration that they created a few years ago. I will say also, um, if you follow this model, um, the only other caveat I would say is that... uh, if you're really used to Dropboxing, Dropbox chronicling all your versions it's gonna be a little bit different with Scrivener because Scrivener saves every two seconds that also mean Dropbox syncs every two seconds approximately uh, or at least two seconds after you've made a change uh, so you can imagine that those versions add up very quickly so yes technically you could go back and look at an older version Uh, using Dropbox.com on their server side GUI uh, in order to look at an older version but luckily I think I've only had to do this once and I did indeed have to swim through dozens and dozens of of pages and files in order to find the one I was looking for uh, simply because of how often it saves and how often it then sees that as a new version. Another big one Uh, Strictly so far as writing is concerned, is OneNote. Now, Microsoft OneNote was, since 2003, a part of, uh, or at least an extension of, Microsoft Office. It has historically not been cross-platform, but now it works on everything I have, which is um, on my, I have a Windows phone, it works on my iPad, works on my iMac, and then it works on my PC and, and laptop that's also running Windows. Uh, the only thing is Windows XP you still have to use. It's kind of ironic. The, the one thing that I own that it doesn't work client-side on is a Windows machine. Uh, but that's because it's still running XP. So for XP, you, you have to do the server-side version, which is not bad at all. It really isn't. You had to run that where everything else will, will run the, the client-side version and will sync with Uh, the server-side version. So it's not like you have to keep those files in Dropbox. Historically, that's what I've done. I keep keep the files in Dropbox um, and then use Microsoft OneNote 2007 wherever I had a PC. But now that it's all online, I don't have to worry about putting anything in Dropbox. A couple of caveats with OneNote. I love OneNote, and I mean, I I have often made the joke that I should be selling it because I laud it that much. Um, but I found that for some people, and even me in particular, uh, once or twice, I don't find it's exactly built for longer projects. There's not necessarily all of the formatting or exporting support that you might find with Scrivener, for instance. And I worry a little that now that it's free, it will start to decay, become a sort of redheaded stepchild project. I hope not. But otherwise... I've been using OneNote since uh, 2007. I never did really get into the 2003 version, but with 07 I was sold, and I've loved it ever since. Now sometimes you might want writing apps that have some sort of cataloging of scenes, characters, settings, etc. And that is, it's just this separate function that allows you to to list off who your characters are, describe them. Some even have templates for that purpose. However, I've never really seen this done perfectly. I would say my favorite program that does this is called StoryMill by Mariner Software. And that is uh, specifically for the Mac. I don't think it's for PC. And that comes the closest. Though I really only use it for longer projects. I'm not saying that doing character profiles, fleshing out your settings, and even making your scenes specific to, you know, what does the main character want in this scene, etc. That that's not beneficial with short fiction. But I've just found that organically, as I'm sort of allowing this, the process of plotting to happen as it will happen, I don't typically tend to use those programs that have the ability to catalog scenes, settings, characters, etc. for short fiction. Um, longer fiction, definitely. In some ways it's a must. Now that is not to say that for longer fiction I would boot a program that doesn't do that, but I would probably replicate what, you know, so if I see Storymill doing it in a certain way, then I'll probably do something and set something up as near as I can in Scrivener or OneNote if I'm choosing to use those for longer projects. Now for me, uh, another very important program is Evernote. However, big caveat there is I need for my resources to be quote unquote close together. I love Evernote for everything but the actual writing. Same with Super Note Card uh, or other apps where the things you write have some sort of architectural distance from one another. And I don't know, it's about being multiple, having multiple notes. So where do you break that up? Do you break it up by scene? Do you keep your character description separate? Do you do it by chapter? It's just such a wonderful app for note-taking and for jotting something down, Um, there are plenty of times where I'll just start something in Evernote and then worry about spitting it out into something more robust later, like maybe when I get home or something like that, whatever. I mean, sure, on those programs you can use meta tags and super searchers and super folders and all that kind of thing, but I found most of the time nothing beats having those resources at your fingertips, i.e. visually right in front of you, instead of having to know what you're supposed to be looking for. I know for instance like with Evernote, I always have it to last modified on top, almost blogger style. And that would be great if the only thing I were doing in there were creative writing, but I have multiple notebooks. So I have uh, you know one for work and one for writing and one for film and one for personal stuff and you know several you know pictures are going to go in there, all sorts of things like that. Well, if I'm consistently seeing everything I'm updating is, is going on top and trumping older things, then you can imagine, unless I do some sort of search, I, it's going, I'm going to have a hard time collating all the resources I've put together for one particular project. That said, Evernote is probably my top choice for storing story ideas, uh, whether that's audio or written or something that's been inspired by images uh, or something I'll even screen capture. A couple of reasons. So the the audio part, it doesn't sound great, but it's not meant to sound great. If I record something, and I usually do this via Evernote on my phone, uh, is make a record of it, and it is a ridiculously compact format. I think that about 10 minutes of recorded audio ends up taking up about a megabyte, uh, which is amazing. So uh, it may not sound great, but for, for cataloging a story idea while you're driving down the road, you're just rattling off something that you've been thinking of or typing something out or you see a picture and you want to quickly clip it that is inspiring you in some way nothing has come close to Evernote in that capacity and in the same way i end up using Evernote's Clipper to catalog online peer reviews on services such as Scribafile so whenever i'm through getting critique on something um, especially if I've lapsed into, like, a free account. On so file, a free account, you can only have two things open at the same time. Usually I've got a pay account, but if I've lapsed into a free account or something, then I want to post another story, but the old one's still up there. I'll expand everything, do a clip on Evernote. It captures the entire thing, and I've done this for everything I've ever posted on online peer-review forums or articles, obviously, for nonfiction works or even for um, something that inspires your short fiction, um, grabbing a, a quick article that you see online, or as opposed to a screenshot. The Evernote is, is fantastic in that regard. Well, I hope this has given you some ideas about what might work for you for your short fiction beyond just your very linear word processing program such as Word. You might find, like me, that while you weren't suffering under something as simple and linear as word, when you try some other app and makes you think in 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 a different way and sort of fill in gaps that weren't even there to begin with, let's say, and flesh out things that you didn't really have a home for before, and then collate things that are related to it instead of relying upon your memory exclusively, you may find that, like with my work, it does nothing but benefit it in the long run sure there's a possibility of having too many applications but i think that if you dedicate the time and energy to figuring out which of these works specifically for you you don't need to narrow it down to a single one having two three four whatever it ends up taking of these applications working in tandem just so that whenever you need to you have both resources for um, investigation or for inspiration uh, at your fingertips, as well as the ability to quickly and at any time jot down what it is you need to move forward with your stories. That's all for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Check us out on iTunes, subscribe, and we'll see you next week. This has been Crafting the Short Story with Darren Ty. Visit Darren online at darrentodd.net.